Well, for anyone who is watching this later on who does not already know Courtney, not only is she one of the sweetest souls I have ever had the pleasure of meeting here in San Diego, um, but she is also a new star on the new Fox hit show, uh, I Can See Your Voice, as well as a million other things that we will go into detail with. But honestly, like first and foremost, Courtney, it's so good to see you, dude. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for being here. Of course, honestly, I'm just so excited to be able to talk with you and especially someone who represents my hometown. Like that's so important to me. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. It, honestly, it totally like I was I was so excited. Obviously, I've been watching all of your progress online and through Instagram and your TikTok following and all of the things. <laughs> and it's been so exciting to watch just someone from San Diego representing us so well and with that big beaming smile of yours. So thank you. And thank you. Thank you so much for allowing us to share this time together because you continuously blow me away with how much <laughs> magic can pour out of one individual soul. Let me, let me see if I've got this list straight for us. So in one of the most uncertain years all of humanity has ever seen, yeah. you have been able to not only put out new music, new videos, become a TikTok star. <laughs> You've hit 11,000 downloads on Spotify and obviously an incredible performance on live TV. Like, did I miss anything, dude? No, um, I'm working on more music right now. I think just, I think it's really important for people to realize that it's like, yes, this has been one of the most chaotic and stressful years imaginable. But I feel like if you really look on the bright side of things, I feel like it's forced a lot of us like out of our comfort zones, you know, to like look and really evaluate like what's important in my life and in your life. And I feel like that's what this year did for me was like really solidify that's like, I want to make music. That's all I want to do, you know? So I've been kind of just focusing on every different avenue I could possibly do and working with such amazing people to make stuff happen. And that's just been such a, such a like ray of sunshine in this dark, dark year. Yeah. It's just a mess, but it's, it's positivity. I can only imagine as a creative, I mean, it, it, I feel like it can be incredibly stifling, obviously, like being stuck indoors, not being able to go to events. I mean, live music, I know. I live so much, so much. I miss performing. I think one of the most amazing things about getting to do I Can See Your Voice is like, even though we didn't have a real audience there, we just had the cast and crew. It was so nice to be able to just like be on a stage and mm -hmm. get to sing for people I was like oh yes this is it this is the rush I was missing <laughs> I love that so much I love hearing about like your experience of of singing live I mean I am no performer I've always been a behind the camera kind of girl and I am totally okay with that I know <laughs> I love it um but I, there's so there's so much around like walking out onto that stage and walking into the spotlight. And, and I think a lot of fear and anxiety that a lot of, of people, course. even of when course. they're doing what they love, you know, it's like, it yeah. still comes up. I love hearing from you that it's just like, nope, not even close. Like give it to me. I want more of it. Right. Of course. You know, I think in anything we do that's important to us, there's always going to be a little bit of fear and anxiety. You know, it's like that. It's funny. It's like when I tell people I get nervous, that's like kind of the reaction is like, what? And I'm like, no, it's like, I do. I'm a person. I'm a human. Like I genuinely get very nervous, but it's because it's important to me. 
you know, so it's, there's all aspects in performing and, and everyone's jobs that they don't necessarily like. And I don't really like the anxiety part, but <laughs> it's worth it to me for the outcome, you know, getting to sing and getting to perform. It's just, there's no rush like it. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I would love to like kind of dive into that a little bit if you're down. Um, when, when did you find that? I think that there's, there's so many, there, there's, endless ways that people kind of find their calling or their talent or just their thing out there in the world. Like when was it? And like, was it a, a certain occasion or an event or something that you saw that like really solidified that moment where like you knew that this is what you had to do for the rest of your life? You know, a specific moment is not popping into my head, but I just know like when I was young, I like, all I ever wanted to do was like sing, you know, I was like my mom's favorite story is to tell like all the times, like we'd go to like Starbucks, you know how they have those little like patio chairs outside. Mm -hmm. I would stand on the patio chairs and just start singing. Like when I was like nine and 10. So I was always this very like, let me show you what I can do type person. Like that's just always the energy that I've had. And also I really think I owe a lot of it to my family because they never discouraged me ever you know it was like i wasn't always the singer i am right now you know i had to grow and learn and and make mistakes and and really like figure out what my skill was going to be in the future and so instead of being like oh my god stop that doesn't sound good they were always like no oh my god of course yeah let's sing for the family or like put on a show for us you know so it was never it was never a discouraging environment to grow up in and i think that gave me a lot of confidence gave me a lot of confidence just be like, wait, I think this is what I want to do. Yeah. And I think as I got older, um, I started writing music more. And then it was kind of this cat and mouse game of like, do I just want to be a writer? Do I want to be a performer? Do I want to do both? And as I've like gotten older, graduated college, I was like, yeah, I really think I want to do both because I love them equally. Mm -hmm. And they just work together for me. Like I can't imagine anyone else singing my songs. You know, I think that was the big question I had to ask myself. And I was yeah. like, I, I think I need to start with me first, you know, and then I'm always open to whatever the future brings, but I need to start with that first. I love that. I, I think that's so interesting, especially like as kind of a fellow creator, I feel like when we have our craft and the way that we want to express ourselves, like it's, I think it's so easy to kind of get wrapped up into that world of like what you're supposed to be and, and right. turning yourself into whatever it is that you need to be. And if, right. you know, if, if you were going to get paid enough to write songs and just be right. hush, hush in the background, you know, a lot of people would say like, yeah, the, the opportunities there, I'm going to take it. But right. I feel like there's something so unique to like the creative heart where when it comes from your heart and soul, it's just like, I got, it's got to be from me first. Like, let right. me try it out. Exactly. And you know, like just to, I'm going to kind of touch into a different topic. Um, just off what you said is like the who, uh, who you're supposed to be and finding your role and things like that. It's also like entering, like knowing that I want to be a pop singer and entering an industry that doesn't necessarily have representation for someone who looks like me or we do, but it's very, very specific and they're amazing people. But it's like, I, I'm really excited to know, like to be pushing a boundary, but also creating a different default. You know, I feel like there's a default image and sound and expectation for pop stars and pop and pop artists in the industry today. And I feel like there's so much room for growth because I'm like, why can't everyone be a default? 
why can't every shape, size, color be a default in the industry? You know, why does it have to be like, oh, you're so brave. You're so brave for trying to enter the industry. And I'm like, yeah. I, I, I understand that as a compliment. A lot of people say that like, oh, you're so brave. And like, I understand that from the aspect of I am putting myself out there. There is bravery in that and sharing my words. Absolutely. And sharing how I feel with people. But I also understand that a lot of people mean bavery in the sense of like, you're so brave because you don't look like other artists. Yes. As and you're trying to anyway. Right. So it's like, sometimes it does feel a little backhanded when I get that kind of compliment. And I'm like, it shouldn't be brave for someone who has a skill set to try and enter the job that meets their skill set. Exactly. I just, I needed to say that. I was like, I needed to get that out. Like that's so important to me. No. And I, I love that you bring that up because it was something that I wanted to touch on anyways. I I think that it's, it's so interesting for me because I feel like it's been ages since you and I met, but at the same time, it wasn't that long ago, but which is wild, but when you were in a pandemic, yeah, exactly. Which again, feels like eons ago. Years. <laughs> but when you and I talked, it was like, we, we had connected on like our passions and our fears and all of these different things. But really like what I fell in love so much with you was not only that you were just this like bouncing ball of joy that was <laughs> just as excited to get her coffee from Young Hickory as I was, but that you were so set on this beautiful cause, this beautiful mission of wanting to step out into the limelight to be able to give other people their voice as well as, as well as being heard yourself. And I I feel like that is such a beautiful thing that oftentimes when we have characters who have louder voices, voices than others, they do want to be heard. That's not rare, but, and it's not also rare for nowadays, especially, I feel like we have a lot of advocates out there. Right. A lot of really incredible people saying like, you know what, I want to step out. Like people look like me, people sound like me, people come from where I am, like whatever it is. But you've combined those two spaces so beautifully in a realm and in an industry that tends to fall into such an egotistic and self-serving space. Right. Still are using it as a platform to just give this life and hope to other people no matter what they look like or how they sound or where they come from or anything like that and i it's it's like it's the most inspiring thing and i mean honestly when i heard you say it the first time at the coffee shop i fell in love with you but again like just to (laughs) to watch your career now start to soar in this beautiful way and like knowing that you have such a pure heart and that you're trying to serve others and give love back to your hometown it's just it's it's magical. There is no better word to describe it. <laughs> the amount of serotonin you are giving me right now. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, it's all true. All true. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I would I would love to kind of talk to that voice of yours to yes. to to kind of speak to where that mission and that cause kind of came from, where that was birthed from. You know, I, I think it was just birth from my life. You know, I, I've struggled with my weight my entire life. My, I remember going on my first diet when I was like nine years old and all from a place of love. It was never, my family was never like, oh, you're huge. You need to go on a diet. It was like, we want you to be healthy and we want the best for you. So let's, as a family, figure out what we can do. So it was never a hostile environment in that regard. Um, But then it was just kind of, 
I've been talking about this a lot with my friends about like, if you just look at fashion, you know, look at like clothing and like the, that whole industry. It's like, I was never able to shop at the places all my friends shopped at. I always like when I was, so I, I don't, I can't do math. I'm not going to try to do that right now. Um, when I was like nine or 10 years old, I was shopping in like young adult sections at like Macy's and J, JC Penney's, like all of these big department stores that were not making clothes for teen, like young teens, little like preteens, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I, I started to feel different from other people. Cause they'd be like, Oh, did you go over to forever 21? Did you go to justice? Did you go to limited two? And I'm like, no, I went to Marshall's. Yep. Like, you know, it was like just that little thing that was like deemed so uncool. And as a kid, you're like, all I want to be is cool and accepted and feel like everyone else, which of course is not the end game for life, but still, you know, it's important when you're young. And so I feel like I just started kind of, blaming every problem I had in my life on my weight. Be like, oh, that boy, that girl didn't like me. It's because I of my weight. It's because I'm fat, you know? And I would like any insult I ever got in my life on on social media is always like I can literally like if I had a dollar for every time online I've been called a whale, like I would literally not have to have my second job. You know? So I think it's just First of all, people need to get more creative. Like, there's some insults that I've actually laughed at. Like, pick a different one. Um, Trolls are very, also, very I, I think that boring. just growing up as a plus-size girl and always feeling like I was too heavy, like, that was kind of, like, it, and a lot of my anxiety stems from that, too. It's like I have a lot of anxiety going on airplanes because I'm scared that, like, the person next to me is going to be fatphobic and, like, be like, oh, I'm too much in their space because my I have broader shoulders, you know? So it's like no one, no one treats tall people like that. No one treats like people who are bodybuilders like that, who do take up as much space. But when it's someone who is overweight, it's disgusting. And it's, you don't care about your health and you don't do this and you don't that. So I think just growing up in that energy and like a lot of people, I don't think even realize that some of the things they say are extremely fat phobic. You know, I mean, there's things just like, oh, that looks so flattering on you. You know, like just something, someone saying that to you, it's like, okay, uh-huh. cool. Thanks so much. You know, or like, you look really good in that today. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, my like, my 13 year old self is feeling attacked. <laughs> right? Like, 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 yeah. It's, it's, so it's not true. something I would ever hold animosity over toward like other people. You know, it's like, so I think something really important that we have learned this year is the need for people to educate themselves, you know? And I think that it is really, really important to take people's feelings and emotions and what they have seen in their life into account before we speak. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's very, very important. And like, we're learning that in all aspects of life and all cultures, races, body types, religions, like there, there are things that people just need to respect, you know? And I think that hopefully we are seeing a very strong turn in respecting people and respecting our language and using our words to promote just positivity instead of triggering people and using them for negativity. Yes, absolutely. Long story short, (laughs) because I could talk about this for hours. Long story, oh, my clip is falling. Long (laughs) Long story short, I think that growing up and feeling very different from other people led me to realizing that I have a voice that other people 
don't feel like they have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's been, there's such a stigma about talking about someone's weight, you know? And like, I am the first person here to say like, I am fat. I am overweight and I am beautiful. I am sexy. I am attractive. I am loved by so many people and I deserve all of the things that other people have in their life. Nothing about the way I look takes away what I deserve, you know? So I think that in my music, I just want people to see someone being a person. You know, my music isn't about like, oh, I've struggled. I'm big. I'm sad. You know, like, of course, that's part of who I am. And that's a root of some of my writing. But it's like, they're just normal human occurrences. And they have nothing to do with the way I look. And I want everyone to be able to listen to my music and find a piece of themselves in it. You know, that's the whole point. That's the end game. Oh, it's it's (laughs) so much to it, man. I love it so much. Thank you. Uh, there's so much heart and soul in everything you do. And I, I mean, I am right there with you talking about this incredible voice that you have to, to reach out to others and to make sure that they know that they are seen and heard and valued. I, I think that there is no better mission that we can be on. And the fact that you want to be one of those shining stars out there in the front, like fighting that fight is just so beautiful and i am so grateful to have you in these conversations and to have your input on all of this because i think that i think you're right i think that there's there's so much around weight that that people think has been addressed and we think that we've gotten better about these things and there's still so much that all of us need to be educating ourselves on every day Absolutely. And you know, I'm going to be the first person to say there has been progress. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, it would be, it would be dumb for me to say there hasn't been, but it's not enough. Yeah. Not we still enough. have to keep going. We right. just have to keep going. And I think that that's a beautiful message that you have is that you, you have this beautiful positivity and light about you that, that welcomes people in so warmly so that as we begin to maybe ask questions or try to explore things or when we're trying to educate, you give such a beautiful space for that to happen. And I think that that's, again, so important right now when, when there is so much animosity and there is a hostility around a cancel culture of just not allowing anyone to have that space to learn. So I think that voices and hearts like yours give everyone the space to say like, it's okay, I am human. Yeah. I am flawed, but I am beautiful and magnificent. Exactly. Exactly. And everyone should feel that way. Absolutely. Yes. I, I would like to talk with you all day about that. So we are going to come back for another conversation. Yeah, absolutely. We can do as many of these as you would like. Yes. Um, I mean, don't make any promises. I'll book you every week, I swear. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Well, for now, I was like, I would love to just kind of wrap this up for you to be able to reach back to San Diego. There is so much love here for you. There is so much support and such a huge fan base of people who are rooting you on and who want to see you do all of the beautiful things that you want to do for yourself. So how can we, how can your fans, how can the people who love you be best supporting you right now? 
honestly, first of all, I just want to say I have so much love for San Diego. Like it's where I was born. It's where I was raised. I miss it very much. And I know I'm going to end up back there again. Like I know, I know I'm just living my young twenties, you know, running around the United States during a pandemic and safely quarantining in a new place. Exactly. (laughs) I, I have, okay. I have new music coming out on December 31st. I have my first EP. It's called feelings. And it's going to be out on my birthday. So I'm turning 25 the day my EP launches. I have a single out right now. It's on all streaming networks and it's called Cancelled. So if you want to stream that and add it to your playlists and share it, like that is the number one way to help support me. I also have a link that I can give you. It's a link tree. So it's not, I think it's like linktree.com slash Courtney Govan. I'm not exactly sure on the logistics of that, but we will link it. It actually is a link that has every single social media I have, every streaming platform I have, and as a link to my PayPal and my Venmo if anyone wants to help support me with the actual financial funding of my EP. Um, I a, a lot of people don't realize this, but I feel like people look at music creation. They're like, wow, that's so fun. They're so good at it. And like, love that you get to put music out. And I'm like, it's so expensive. (laughs) And when you are an independent artist like me, like I'm paying for everything by myself and with my family. And a lot of my TikTok followers have like, when I go live on TikTok, like people will send little donations in exchange for a song request. Like that's something I do on live. And like uh, the higher the gift that they send, I'll like follow them and give them a shout out. And like, yeah, so we have some fun incentives on TikTok. Um, But that honestly, like the main way that you can support me is by telling people about my music, following me on social media and sharing my story and what I do with the people you think it'll respond to, you know? So that's what I need. I need support. <laughs> yes, that is what we are here for. I thank love you. It. Yes, yes. And we will do all of that. And thank you again so much for, for sharing such an open and honest heart. Thank you for, for letting all of your passions fly. <laughs> I love I love being able to talk to you in such an authentic way. Your, your heart and soul just comes through in everything that you do. And I honestly think that you are a precious joy that needs protecting. local and stigma solutions and my team and if everybody here can't do it i'm going to call on all of san diego to run after you to be able to make that happen thank you so much i just wanted to to say one more thing um just wanted to do a quick thank you to everyone i can see your voice that experience was just absolutely insane and i just really wanted to touch really fast on the amount of safety precautions that they put forth for us to be able to film during a pandemic was absolutely insane. Like I felt nothing but safe on set. We all were masked. We had an actual just like crew that was on set for just sanitation. And I just like, I just wanted to just give major props to I Can See Your Voice because they are making art possible for people in a time that it's really, really needed. So I just wanted to make sure everyone, if you haven't watched I Can See Your Voice, tune into Fox on 9-8 Central on Wednesdays to watch a new episode every week. It is the funnest show ever, and I just love it so much, and I love them so much. Yes, yes, that is absolutely perfect. Thank you so much, Courtney. Thank you for all the shout outs. Thank you for Fox for allowing for this conversation to happen and for our team here. 
Um, thank you for everyone who I know will be showing up to give Courtney some very serious love. I appreciate you so, so much, girl. I will be talking to you so, so soon. Yes, so much love for you. Like, it's not even funny. <laughs> love you so, so much. <laughs> love you too. Thank you. Thank you. And we will be, again, linking everything that you need here. We will be getting more information on everything that you've got coming up. Please keep us in the loop. And if everyone enjoys this and, you know, we'll make it a weekly thing. Yes. Yeah, I'm totally <laughs> on. All of my social medias are the same. So at Courtney Govan, every, every single thing that exists on the internet, if it's anything else, it's not me, but it's Whoa. at Courtney Govan. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>